Hey, thanks for joining us for Real Talk. So we're going through a sermon series in the Gospel of John. And if you haven't had a chance to stay up with that series, you can check it out on our website. You can like us on Facebook, Instagram, or subscribe on YouTube. We're going to do a series of videos and podcasts as we go through the series because there are some passages that we're not going to be able to get to on a Sunday and some that are kind of sticky and a little bit tough. So at this point in John's gospel, Jesus is telling people, believe me, or you can believe in me. And today we're going to look at John chapter 5, where Jesus is having a conversation with a group of people. And he's going to say, look, you can trust me. And it's not because I say so. I'm going to give you a bunch of other reasons why I'm trustworthy and you can believe who I am. So he's talking to a group of people called the Pharisees, the super educated, super smart, elite religious guys who they more than anyone should know who Jesus is. And yet they can't seem to get out of their way and believe him. And so Jesus engages them in this conversation in John chapter five. And we'll just read a little bit of it starting in verse 31. Jesus says, if I testify about myself, My testimony is not true. And we've all known somebody who is like super smart or really talented. And people like that, they don't have to tell you they're smart or they're talented. It just speaks for itself. And so Jesus says, I'm not going to tell you things about me. I'm going to let other people speak for me. He says, there is another, verse 32, who testifies in my favor. And I know that his testimony about me is true. You have sent to John, and he has testified to the truth. So right away, Jesus just goes, look, John, John the Baptist, remember him? He told you who I was. He said, I'm the son of God. He called me the lamb of God. And so he's a witness to who I say that I am. He keeps going. Down in verse 36, he says, but I have testimony weightier than that of John for the works that the father has given me to finish, the very works that I'm doing testify that the Father has sent me. And Jesus isn't bragging. He's just saying, hey, remember all the stuff that you've seen me do? I turned water into wine. I healed that guy that hadn't walked in four decades. If I'm not the Son of God, if I'm not someone that you can trust, then how is all that possible? So that's another witness. Then in verse 37, he says, the Father who sent me, he himself has testified concerning me. So it's like, don't believe me, believe God, because the Father has said that I'm his son. When when Jesus was baptized, there's a voice from heaven, and God says, this is my son, whom I love. He goes one further. If if you're not believing me yet, here's here's another thing, verse 39. He says, you study the scriptures diligently, because you think that in them you have eternal life. And the Pharisees would have known the Bible better than we could even imagine or we could even dream knowing it. He's like, you spend all your time in the scriptures. He says, these are the very scriptures that testify about me. And so from beginning to end, inside and out, the Bible is about Jesus. And I love this passage because as we kind of put together those four witnesses, John the Baptist, the works that Jesus is doing, God himself, and the scriptures, we have all the logic in the world. We have all the intellect, all the data that says Jesus is the Son of God. 
and we can trust him. And yet, it's really hard, right, to trust him. Why doesn't everyone just believe then that Jesus is the Son of God and he's trustworthy? So, I, I thought of an example. Maybe you're a, a basketball fan, maybe you're not. But even if you're not, you probably know who LeBron James is. LeBron James is, if not the greatest basketball player on the planet, he's certainly one of them. And LeBron, ever since he was a kid, has been uh, up and coming as sort of the next great thing. In fact, he, he, like, he dunked a basketball for the first time when he was in eighth grade. There's stories of college scouts seeing him play in grade school. His high school games were like televised and he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated a couple times when he was a teenager. He was like the next great thing. And just like the media is always selling us something new, you know, the next Michael Jordan, the next Tiger Woods, the next Joe Montana, LeBron was gonna be the next great thing. And what's unique about LeBron is he actually became that. He's what everybody hoped that he would be. And he has all the game to prove it. You just watch him and you're like, this guy is amazing. But he also now has the championships and he has these stats that are just like out of this world. And I look at that and I go, I don't have to convince you who he is. You're not gonna dispute that he's one of the greatest of his generation, if not the best. We, we have all the data. The eye test proves it, but so do the championships and so does all the scoring and everything else. He's the greatest. So why do we have such a difficult time with all the data we have, with all the logic, why do we have such a difficult time believing that Jesus is the Son of God and he's somebody that we can trust? And I think Jesus gives us a little bit more uh, to explain that in verse 40. He says to the Pharisees, look, there's all this data, all these witnesses. He says, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. Why doesn't everyone believe? Here, here's what I think the answer to that is. Because it costs us to believe that Jesus is the Son of God. It doesn't cost you anything to believe LeBron is great. It costs us something to believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Because if he's God, then I'm not. If he's the Son of God, then the only response I can have is to, is to trust him and to follow him. And that's a high price to pay. So why does John put this story in here? Here's why I think it is, because we have all the data, we have all the logic and all the intellect to say that Jesus is the Son of God, but it's not just a mind issue, it's a heart issue, and you and I have to make a decision. We, we have to choose, and we choose every day, do you believe, do we believe that Jesus is the Son of God? And we show that we believe that when we follow him. So we have all the information we need. Now it's a matter of us making a decision. Do we believe in him? Today, this week, as you go about your everyday activity, please know that you can trust him, that you can believe in him. And when he says he's good and he's for you, that's a good thing. And he's worth trusting. See you next time.